Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always. At this edition, I am joined by the basic bitch slayer herself, Ruby Roberts. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, thanks for having me on. No bother at all. I, th- I think we were discussing setting this up. I'm your first podcast interview. Is that right? Yes, very first one. So I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited. That's all right. If, 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 you've, sorry, if you've listened to any of them, it's blindly in the blind here. I'm kind of just um, <laughs> winging it with very little technology and a shoestring. So we'll be fine. All, all, all yeah, we'll, good. Um, all good. So the first question, as always, the same. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Okay, so um, as a wee girl, I was obsessed with wrestling. Um, to the point where actually uh, I got banned from watching it by my parents uh, because my brothers and I kept uh, wrestling in the living room and possibly broke a TV. Um, so... Years later, um, uh, my cousin, Bobby Roberts, was attending the Source School of Wrestling and uh, asked me if I wanted to come along um, in 2012. Um, I went along for a few months and then actually damaged my shoulder at work. Um, I ripped my rotator cuff and had to take a a good sizable time um, out, which luckily for me, by that time, my cousin had actually started his own school, Respect Pro Wrestling. Um, and asked me if I wanted to come back and do some of my rehabilitation for my shoulder there. And uh, it all kind of stemmed from there. I've never looked back. So, so who are the ones that caught your eye to start off with then? Oh, I was obsessed with the Attitude Era. I'm a 90s baby. So I was obsessed with Stone Cold, The Rock. I mean, it's not the most diverse taste of wrestlers, but that was the one, that was the kind of era that really caught my eye. And China, China was a massive influence on me. Like, she came in and was completely different from every other woman on the roster and was just completely amazing. Um, and I think she's a huge amount of the reason that I wanted to be a wrestler in the first place. It's like, well, if she can do that, I can do that. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd time in the Arched era for women wrestlers in general. If, yeah. it, if it wasn't China, it was great of all matches and all that kind yeah. of thing, which, I mean, if you like it, you like it. There's, there's no, should be no judgment there for what you like. Um, yeah. So we're, we must be quite similar age then, because uh, mm. I started watching uh, 98, 99, round about then, uh, yeah. when I was when I was eight or nine, because it's an easy age to remember and it being born in 1990, even though I still forget. Um, 91. Yeah, so that's fine. So we're, we're very, very similar in age just then. So uh, China was one of your favourites, obviously the big ones. Yeah. Is there any, any of your odd ones that you like too cool? Uh, Gangrel. Gangrel seems to be quite a favourite for a lot of people. I liked Gangrel, but I don't know, like, despite the fact that I'm a massive vampire movie fan and, like, Buffy fan, I don't know, it just never really clicked for me. I think it was... I loved the character, but I think there was something took me out of it. Um, like, it was too too far into, like, Transylvania vampire type thing. But I did like him as a wrestler. I really liked his actual techniques and the way he did things. I just... The character never really clicked for me. It was a bit more, was, was Kevin Thorne more, was, or is that still a bit more 
two vampires. Yeah, no, I was like, so my big one was uh, the Hardy Boys. Um, I was obsessed. Like, I was a, a nine, late 90s, early 2000s, like Mosher Goth, and just their aesthetic, the way they did things, the jumping off of high things, doing things other people weren't doing. It was just, I absolutely loved them. I thought they were fantastic. They were just the everything for me. It's so, it's so similar. Uh, it seems to be everyone I've spoke to born between 1989-ish to, to about 95, everyone says the Hardy Boys. Uh, yeah. Hardy Boys were just the best. I mean, I've, I've even got the little, I've got a tattoo of them as well because um, that's that's a thing that I, I just, that was my first tattoo. That was that was a great idea. Um, it's just, it's a bit big. I, I keep getting told. I was like, I know, but it was, it was, it was a good idea when I was 21. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Hardys, obviously the best. So, so the, they were speaking about a ten-year gap uh, between you starting to watch then and starting to train. Uh, yeah. Were you aware of, of the scene round about Scotland? I mean, two thousand eleven. A little just bit, kind of starting. Yeah, so um, I had been taken to a couple of local shows before actually, just before I started training with Source. Um, a couple of my friends were sort of looking into it as well and had taken me along to a couple of SWA shows. Um, I think I went to a Source debut show as well. Um, and it just really caught my eye, like because I had to taken a total break from wrestling um, when we were younger, when my parents were like, you're not watching this anymore. I mean, they were really serious about it. We weren't allowed it in the house. We weren't allowed to like buy the magazines, nothing, absolute ban. So I'd completely gotten out of the way of watching it and going to those local shows it sort of sparked something. I was like, I forgot how much I loved this. It's like the panto of it, the, the actual wrestling, um, the good guy, bad guy, the storytelling, all of it, the whole thing was just fantastic. And it sort of sparked that interest again, where I was like, I want to do this. That is, when I'm older and I've lived my life, I want to be able to do that and look back and be like, I went for that, I really did. So, uh, yeah. So any of them at the SWA shows, um, any of them kind of, Peaker interest, of course. I mean, Bobby started, yeah, um, then as well. But uh, so that was else. like kind of the earlier on times with like when Lewis Garvin was like really young before he had the facial hair, and um, who else? Uh, Robert Wisher or Robbie Wisher, uh, Solar. Um, he was kind of starting out around about then. Big Demo. Oh, he, like I was so excited when I found out that I was going to get to train under him because I'd seen him in a couple of shows. I was just like, excellent. I want to learn from that guy. He really knows what he's doing. Um, Nikki Cross as well, or um, Nikki Storm, she was at the time. I'd like, uh, and Viper, um, who I had actually known um, from previously, we actually went to school together. And it was just fantastic to see all of them and what they were doing. And I was so excited to go and train with them. It was just excellent. Uh, so, your first day, we'll, we'll stick with Source for a moment then. Um, so, your fir first day, a lot of people say, I mean, I can't remember Source, did you get the ring straight away, or is it Matt's first of all? What's no, the kind so of my first day, um, I went in, I met everybody, said my hellos, learned everybody's name, um, and it was mostly uh, conditioning that day and seeing what my fitness level was and um, learning some very basic tech. Um, it was more about sort of getting used to the environment, checking what the actual fitness level was and then sort of going from there. Um, but everybody was lovely and it was a really interesting experience because it was my first experience of sort of like behind the curtain. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, it was I'm trying to think. There's another word I wanted to use there, but I can't think of it. It was just great. Um, I was knackering though. Uh, this was when Source was in Govan, 
Uh, I remember running round Ibrox three times and thinking I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> just the mere thought of it is actually making me uh, tired. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just I, I, every time I hear a story about their first day or anything cardio related, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm making the right decision here by just just uh, sticking behind a, a laptop or, or or that. It's much safer. Yeah, sometimes I think you're safer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first bump then, how was that for you? Uh so slightly embarrassing um, because my first bump. Um, Try to think how to word this so it's quite PG. Um, I had not put on the right sort of gear for it. I didn't have the right exercise clothes for it. So when I first took my bump, I had a bit of an issue where my um, bra kind of burst. It was a whole thing. Um, so that was my very first, yep, bump. Well, <laughs> okay. So yes. it certainly left an impression on you, um, in possibly yes. in more ways than one. Didn't uh, discourage me though. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. It was. It, it could have been. It could have been the end of Ruby Roberts right there and then. He just went, nah, yep. I can't. I can't go through well, people I'll, ever again. <laughs> well, the way I tired, I was more upset about the bra than I was about the pain. So I'll do it again. We'll just wear proper equipment next time. So how long were you at Source before you you got injured? It was at work. Uh, you said at the start. Yeah, it wasn't long. It was I think maybe two months. Um, and then I dislocated my shoulder really badly um, in a work accident. Um, and like I was saying, it ripped my rotator cuff. Uh, I ended up having to get surgery for it. So I ended up taking, originally it was three years rehabilitation before my surgery. Um, and then I had to take another couple of years after that um, because I'd weakened the muscle with the surgery. They had to shave the bone down. So uh, yeah, it was quite a sizable gap after that as well. So did that discourage your kind of passion to watch any wrestling in general like you, you, you've tried and you can't do it anymore and you kind of wanted to put it to the side again or were you still quite active yeah. in watching? I took I took a break because I got quite um, discouraged with the fact that it was something I really wanted to do and I couldn't do it so every time I was watching it it was quite upsetting but then I got into a headspace of no do you know what this isn't the end of this I can do this again I'm going to start watching wrestling again I'm going to start piquing my interest I'm going to start studying again and when I'm physically able, I'll be in a better place to do it. Right. So when in you, saying when, that, oh, yeah, hmm? sorry. no, oh, no, no I was just going to say, in saying that, my wrestling knowledge is pretty terrible. I'm just not great at retaining names. Um, so like, uh, it is a running joke um, with uh, my friends at Respect that I will generally have a bit of a blank look in my face until somebody kind of gives me a bit more of a clue, and I'm like, oh, that's the person who wears this or does that because I'm just so terrible with names. Well, I'm dreading my next question then. So when you go back into wrestling, who <laughs> again, we're, I mean, I'm thinking a couple of years in, it's, it's a total different landscape to when you started then. Yeah. Um, so who, who who was like the ones you keep an eye on while you, when you got back into it? Okay, so um, I started looking at more of a mix of, because when I was younger, it was all about WWF or WWE, Raw, SmackDown. Um, as I got into wrestling again, I started looking more local. So I started looking at Viper or Piper Niven now. I started looking at Kaylee Ray, Jayla Dark. I started looking at what they were doing and how they were wrestling within the UK scene. Because um, as much as I, I love WWE, it is a completely different product to what we're doing here. If that makes sense. Like they're for bigger crowds, the big things. We're doing family shows for the most part and it, getting that kid's attention in the crowd um, and a live show is just so much of a difference from like playing to a camera. So I really wanted to hone in on that. And basically I wanted to learn 
how they how they interacted with crowds, how they wrestled, how they were doing things as independent Scottish lassies, because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, when you come back into it, in my, in my head here, I'm thinking 2015, 2016 then is when you kind of get back into it. And that's when, when uh, it was just after the uh, Insane Fight Club documentary, it was 2014. So it was the, the timeline in, in wrestling in, in Scotland certainly was just huge. Yeah. Now, everybody knew Grado. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if you've mentioned wrestling and you say you're trying to be a wrestler, one of the questions you'll inevitably ask is, do you know Grado? Um, yeah. So... Yeah, it's a perfect time to get into it because, like you say, there's Viper or Piper Niven, Kaylee Ray, yeah. Nikki Storm was still yes, still just uh, in in Scotland. Uh, Sammy just Jane, yes. uh, Carmel. It's just a, a amazing time, and um, I think now we're we're kind of there was a bit there was a bit of a dip for just wrestling in general because everyone's getting signed, <laughs> but yeah. now it seems to be coming back up again, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, of course, Bobby Roberts, uh, he, he started as Private Bobby Roberts, became Sergeant. Um, I think I was there when he decided he became Sergeant Bobby Roberts. Yeah. Uh, and then he started Respect Pro Wrestling um, in, was it 2017, something like that, 2017? So, I think he started up the company originally in 2016. The first shows were in 2017, I think. I might be wrong about that, though. Uh, I'm just looking, I've got Cage Match up because it's my Bible for this sort of thing. Uh, first show they've got down is 2017. Uh, but I'm okay. sure he did a couple of shows not under respect, but that's, a, that's something I yeah. can ask him. Uh, yeah. So, so of course, Bobby Roberts' cousin, uh, was, was, and he dragged you along to the Source ones. Did he kind of try and drag you back in when he, when he set up Respect? Yeah, um, pretty much almost immediately when he started the school, he messaged me. Um, I was actually... I had a bit of a thing as well. Um, I have a condition called fibromyalgia. And at the time when Bobby invited me to come back to the school, I was actually using a walking stick. Um, my health had deteriorated quite badly. And at that point, I was genuinely thinking, I'm never going to be able to do this again. And Bobby basically sat me down and he's like, you might be like in a huge amount of pain just now and you might be unfit. But if you come along and you work at this and we slowly build it up, He's like, you can do this. He's like, you can do anything you put your mind to. So give it a shot. Come in, try, um, see how it goes. The worst that's going to happen is you find out you can't do it. He's like, and you've not lost anything. He's like, but imagine what would happen if you found out you could do this. And that was 2017. And in the space of three years, just over three years-ish, um, I no longer need a walking stick and my condition is massively manageable and I'm looking at possibly being on shows this year depending on what happens with COVID. Uh, it's completely changed my life um, and honestly I've got like Bobby to thank for that. It's just fantastic. Um, I think you put a picture on Instagram about just a, a, like a transformation picture and it was almost, when I, when I looked at it, it was almost unbelievable that it was the same person. I don't yeah. know, I thought of the picture was, I think you said, maybe three years ago, maybe just before you started training again. Uh, yep. But yeah, it looks, I, I, honestly, if you asked me, I would have went, well, it's two different people in that picture, so that's fine. Uh, to be honest, it is two different people. I've changed so much since then. Um, I've learned so much and I've become such a positive person since then as well. Um, it really is like it's two different people. Uh, it's not just that I've lost five stone and I'm suddenly a lot fitter than I was. Like it's a complete transformation. So we say it built you up slowly then. So uh, again, we're, we're, all my questions to be first. But uh, what was it like getting back into the ring for the first time? 
So getting back into the ring for the first time was interesting. I was starting at an even worse point than I'd started at in the first place. Um, and I had quite a lot of sort of trepidation about that. It was very nerve wracking. But as soon as I got there, um, everybody put me at ease. Uh, the trainers that were there were all fantastic. Um, it was a bit of a shock, I'm not going to lie, with the because it was because I was in pain and stuff. Um, I threw myself at it 100%, which I probably shouldn't have done because I was just like, I'm going at this, I'm throwing myself at it. So by the end of it, I, I couldn't really walk for two days after, but I loved it. Like, I had no regrets about doing it. It was fantastic. And it really did remind me that I was like, I can do this. It's going to be a long slog, but I can do it. There's a lot of cardio, though. So much cardio. <laughs> I mean, you still, I mean, considering that as a limitation and it only took you two years to to get onto a show, I mean, there was, I think you've just had the one match just so far, am I right? Yeah, uh, yeah my debut, everything got cancelled because of COVID. I did have some stuff lined up for 2020, but hey-ho, everybody did. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, two years is, a, is still a very quick um, uh, way to go from, like I say, right back to the beginning to, to that stage. So, yeah. Uh, even if you think it was like a, a slogan, you, you must have come on leaps and bounds to get there. Uh, was it primarily Bobby that did the train? I know Lewis Garvin did some, uh, yep. but was it primarily Bobby that was that was taking your train? So, yeah, uh, for the most part, we had Bobby and I also had Christopher Saint, um, who was fantastic with us. Um, I've learned an enormous amount from him, especially about character work and some other things like portraying your character and how you can link it to your own self but amplified because um, I had a whole struggle where I was thinking right I need to come up with this character who's nothing like me and I need to and he needs to be believable and I'm not that good an actress and he's like why would you do that when you can amplify all the things that you like about yourself way up to 100 and he's like just go for it just be the biggest best version of you that you can be and head out there um we also had Jayla Dark for a wee while. Um, Jayla's been a massive, massive help. Um, she has really taken time with me and shown me how to work with other women because primarily we have guys at respect at the moment. Um, for the most part, I've been the only get like consistent girl trainee there for a while. So it was really great for her to come in and get to work with her and really learn how to, because it is ever so slightly different working with um, women. We have slightly different body parts, things we have to avoid. Um, so it's quite good to work with another woman and become aware of those things and how to work with like longer hair and things you wouldn't necessarily think about until you have to do them. Um, but yeah, so I had Lewis, Jayla, uh, Christopher Sane, uh, Bobby Roberts and uh, DCT when he came back from Australia has been excellent. He has really upped my fitness game, something chronic and he's been absolutely fantastic with helping me on uh, character work and stuff as well. Um, we really do. We're really lucky to have a fantastic team of trainers. Uh, speaking of DCT, which is a perfect segue, uh, as you may, you will notice that we just do jump back and forth between times yeah. and years. Uh, but I was watching a music video today, uh, Fake Clips uh, with Rise, and yeah. I did. I spotted my guest for the evening in the crowd. Uh, so, what was that like? <laughs> that was surreal. It was a fantastic experience. Um, my friend Stuart Bredner was actually filming the video. Um, we grew up together. I was friends with his wee brother, uh, James, and it was a, a mad experience because I've never done anything like that before. It was 
um, interesting learning all the different things, how you piece everything together, all the different shots you need to get. But it was also just fantastic getting to work with the guys um, for a week before the video. Myself, Bobby and DCT got to work with the band members and really show them how to work, take bumps and, and get the things that they needed to do to get the shots for the video. Um, and they had a great time doing it as well. It was just a fantastic experience. And it was it was really funny as well because where we shot the video is somewhere local for us in Coburnie. And it's the Stuart has managed to make it look like this fantastic venue. He's used lighting and it, it looks so much grander than it actually is. And I just think that's fantastic. Like the video ended up looking amazing. Yeah, so it, when, when you're there, it's like a warehouse. <laughs> it makes it look like Madison yeah. Square Garden uh, afterwards. Um, so we're running into the, the first match then. So it was yourself and Stone Malone against yes. the sensational scene birds, uh, which took place on, we'll get the exact date, because... Uh, 27th of October. Literally just came up my screen as I did that. Yep. Sorry, 27th of October 2019, when mm -hmm. uh, we were still able to go to shows and and, and hug people. Socialise. I'm not particularly missing the hugging bit, but the going out yep. is, is missed. Um, what was it like going into that first match then? Uh, nerves, uh, crowd, mm -hmm. what, what everything, what was it like? So it was a bit of a every emotion at once situation. I We set up the show um, that day. Uh, a huge amount of the crowd where my family, it was local. Um, so where we have the school is local to myself and Bobby. So there were a huge amount of my family and friends there. And it was nerve wracking and terrifying and unbelievable and fantastic all at the same time. I was standing at the curtain. I was the last one out. And uh, I got this feeling I was really nervous. There was ener just that energy that I couldn't do anything with. I was like physically vibrating, waiting to go through the curtain. And uh, Bobby, who was at gorilla position, just turned around to me and he's like, you're going to do fantastic. Don't worry about it. You've got this. And then shoved me out the curtain. So I was like, right, we're going then. Um, and as soon as I was out, it was just breathtaking. That's the only word I can think. I couldn't breathe for a second because it was just... I knew right then, I was like, oh, I want to do this forever. This is this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. I'm going to do this for the rest of it. Um, it was just a complete moment of clarity. I got in the ring. I was so caught up with what I was doing. I had a denim vest jacket on that I was supposed to remove before the match started. I honestly was just so taken away with what was happening. I forgot to take it off and ended up wrestling the entire match with it still on. So, so the new gear that I'd actually designed for the match, you couldn't see half of it because I had completely forgotten to take this jacket off. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> are, are you quite an outgoing person anyway? So was, was working with a crowd fine for you? Um, or again, was that something you just seemed to click as soon as you went out the curtain? Yes and no. I I used to do drama and stuff when I was younger and I've always been quite an overdramatic person. But I would sort of describe myself as more of an introvert. Um, it takes me a wee while to kind of, once I'm comfortable, I will never stop talking. But until then, um, I'm quite quiet. So to be able to go out there and not completely crumple into a wee ball, like, oh God, no, was such a moment for me because I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to go out there and totally freeze or if it was going to be fine. And it ended up being just brilliant. Uh, just, I can't even give proper words to describe what it felt like. I think the the weird thing is, I mean, I've 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 done a couple talking things for for uh, a sh one or two shows, and I am not a talkative person. I'm very introverted. Uh, this is this is my social interaction now, 
Um, yeah. Because if I'm out, I'm getting what I need to do, and then I'm coming home. I'm quite happy to do that. But uh, yeah, it seems to be as soon as you know that people are paid to see a show, you yeah. just become the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, thankfully, I was I, I got to be heel, so I just got to be able to just, uh, be snarky, which you know, it's always good because I was able to call people smelly, uh, which yeah. is makes it easy. Uh, so that was your first match, anyway, and of course, then the world ended uh, the following couple of yep. months after that. Um, but you've you've kept yourself busy. Yes, uh, I, I've noticed you you're, you're big into the TikTok. I downloaded TikTok yes. very recently. <laughs> to try and be like the young kids um yeah. i'd still don't understand it half the time and also twitch yes uh or we have started our own twitch channel with myself and bobby uh we decided to do it together because we felt that um us torturing each other would be a lot more entertainment than either one of us sitting doing it ourselves so yeah. uh yeah um trying to think the address for that is twitch.tv forward slash bobby roberts rpw and uh, if anybody wants to check it out, it's on Saturday nights at half past eight and Wednesday nights at half past eight. So with that, um, of course, I think in COVID, it seemed to be everyone either went to Twitch or went to podcasts. And uh, yeah. I, I tried Twitch and nah, couldn't, I just I couldn't, couldn't keep up with it. I didn't like people watching me dying. I'd rather just, yeah. just die in peace, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. So I did the podcast instead. Uh, did this whole, like, get back into wrestling, were you and Bobby always quite close because of wrestling or uh, was this something that always kind of just brought you back together and just yeah it was sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there um it's something that's always brought us back together we've always been kind of part of each other's lives but it wasn't until we started wrestling together that we really became pretty much best friends as well as cousins um it's something that we've bonded over and it's something that we get to share that I don't really get to share with a lot of other people in my life because None of my, fa- my other family members are really into wrestling. My family really don't understand it at all. Um, and my partner and my son don't really like it, or my ex-partner, sorry, and my son don't really like it. So it was, it's just great to have him there and also have the guys from Respect. Um, I've got Sean Martin, Big Benny, and like I said, Christopher Saint, um, who is no longer with the company, but still part of our friend group, like my friend group anyway. Um, we all get to share that. And it's really brilliant for me because, like I said, no one else in my life really likes it. So it's great finally having people and Bobby to talk to about it. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose in my circle of friends, I've got nobody. <laughs> so that's why I do the podcast, because that means I get to speak about wrestling at least once a week. Um, yep. Except my wife, who keeps turning around going, you know, I'm just really missing watching people batter each other. I'm like going, yeah. Oh, it took me this long, and now you actually want to go see the rest. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> been with you for seven years. I finally drilled it into you, <laughs> so we're going. Um, Excellent. Uh, she loves a rumble. That's her favourite. So it has to be the rumble for going back to shows because um, you get <laughs> at least 30, 30 to forty minutes of folk throwing each other over ropes, and yeah. it's easy to understand. So it's a lot really, of fun. <laughs> oh, it's just great. Um, yeah. So what have been the the highlights so far in, in this uh, torture fest between yourself and Bobby? Oh, let me think. So I think uh, last night's stream probably took the biscuit. Um, One of our viewers suggested that we try the baby food challenge. Now, I genuinely thought that this would be a cakewalk because I'm like, it's baby food. It is literally human food. It will be fine. I was wrong. (laughs) It was, um, Vile doesn't quite put it into words properly. I don't understand why we feed that stuff to children, to be honest. It It was truly vile. 
Still um, managed to keep my record of not throwing up, though. Um, Bobby could not say the same. I think he hit three on this stream. Um, but I'm still batting a zero average for that. So I'm quite happy. Okay, flavours, what were they? So we had everything from um, spinach and peas, which was Bobby's least favourite, to banana pudding, uh, rice pudding, which for some reason did not taste like rice. It was just wrong. Uh, we had things like uh, creamed um, cottage pie and things like that. Things that you would never think would be, like, why would you cream a cottage pie? Um, but yeah, it was just truly, truly disgusting. I just would not recommend. Yeah, if you have any children in the future, any more children in the future, I'll be like, no, I know what that is. I'll be giving that that to them at all. Oh. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was actually, I think I said a few times on stream, I'm so glad that when I had my son, I um, made all of his baby food and froze it in batches because I I, I would feel so bad if I'd fed him that, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it just tastes so bad. No wonder they spit it back at us. Uh, yeah, I, my, 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 uh, well, my wife's cousin's just gave birth to a, a baby and, and um, yeah, I can just imagine that that's just an awful thing. Um yeah. Another passion of yours is, we'll get back to wrestling a bit, this is a bit a portion of our show where we don't speak about wrestling, um, is Nintendo. I know Nintendo Buffy was your, yes. is your two, in my brief stock online uh, to get information and notes. Uh, so we'll start with Nintendo. So when did you start your Nintendo love? Uh, I started my Nintendo journey when I was five and my dad got, in 1996, and my dad got me a Nintendo 64 for my Christmas and that was me hooked. Uh, Mario 64 to this day is my favourite video game. Um, I even have a Super Mario mushroom tattooed in my ankle. Uh, I, was, I decided I wanted that when I was about seven or eight. I was like, when I get to 18, I will get this on my body somewhere because I love Mario. Um, and I'm a little bit, I'm not the best with speed running games or passing them all in one go. Like if you've watched the Twitch uh, or Twitch stream, I die a lot. Um, which is also partially to do with I'm trying to make sure that I'm being engaging while I'm doing it and not just sitting there like fully focusing on the game um, because I don't want to be like I don't think that's going to entertain anybody really if I'm just sitting there completely ignoring the camera and just like laser focused um, but Mario 64 was like the big one for me I, I can't even tell you how many times I've completed that game um, and 120 starred it as well I have a bit of an obsessive streak when it comes to games I need to collect all the coins I need to get all the collectibles and finish everything, every achievement if I can, um, which drives everybody else nuts because they're all ready to move on to the next game. And I'm like, no, I need to finish this. And I mean, really finish it. I'm, I'm a, a little bit like that, but eventually my brain just goes, ah, you've, you've done enough. Just move on. <laughs> um, but no, I, I also have a, a Mario style tattoo as well. Excellent. Uh, I like show off to people because uh, I I've got I've got uh, a broken elbow and a couple of tattoos. That's pretty much my talking points. If I've run <laughs> out of them and you don't like wrestling, we're kind of screwed yeah. from that point onwards. Um, yeah, I was kind of again with the Hardy Boys tattoo. That was my that was my always the first tattoo. That was my first one, and then as I said, I didn't really anticipate it being that big when I, when I got it. Um, but oh, cool little mushroom. I'm thinking of adding like a mushroom or something to it just to make it look cooler. But I think you should. Uh, I'm always an advocate for get as more tattoo as many tattoos as you can. I've got two. Um, books, I do but... plan to get more, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I booked two for January, and then uh, bloody COVID got worse, and everything shut yeah. down. 
So I'm going to wait until everything's kind of blown over a bit and things start returning to normal before I even try and book one. I'm definitely going to get one, but I just don't want to have to keep rescheduling the appointment. I think I'll just get frustrated and give up on it. Yeah, I mean, well, our, the tattoo place that I'm using um, it is, it's Anna Macabre, I'll give them a shout, whoever's listening in, in Elgin or Murray. Um, but yeah, they, they're pretty much like, don't message us, you've paid your deposits, I'm going to work back from the start of the messages, so if you message us, you're going to get a later appointment. So I'm like, yeah. but I want to know when I can yeah. get my tattoos. Um, and I remember Buffy, of course. I've only watched like three episodes of Buffy, so I'm really not in a... And, and it's three of the first season, which I've been reliably told right. is rubbish. Uh, yeah, in comparison. it's not the best one. But Emily Hayden's asked, what's your all-time favourite Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode? Oh, that is a big question. So I'm going to kind of, kind of answer it. So it depends on the season. Because there are some episodes, now I, I honestly, I don't know how many times I have rewatched Buffy, and I don't know if you can see from the background, but I literally have Buffy memorabilia all over the house, and um, Harley Quinn memorabilia, like, my house is just, like, geek nirvana, it's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> but um, my favourite episodes are the ones that either grab you emotionally, like, just, you have no choice, like, as soon as you start like, watching that episode, you're invested, um, such as The Gift. Uh, the final episode of season five, they were originally going to cancel it after season five. So at the end of the episode, spoiler alert in case anybody hasn't seen it, Buffy dies. And it's the second time she dies in the season, and uh, not the season, in the like overall story arc. And it's so unbelievably brutal that no matter how many times I've seen this episode, I cry every time. And I'm not really a cry person, but it just every single time it gets me. On the flip side, they also have an episode in season six called Once More With Feeling, which is a musical episode. Musical, yes. I've seen yes. that one as well. And it's so unbelievably well done and they've made it, it's not like they've shoehorned the musical into the episode. It really is like the characters would sing what they are singing. It's, it feels natural still, but it's so tongue-in-cheek and wink-wink and just so different from the usual tone of the episode that I just absolutely love uh, other episodes that I absolutely love it I think it's just it's such a good standalone episode out of all seven seasons I think for me that that was the very first episode I ever watched I don't know why that I think wife wanted to watch it and I was like hi put it on so I don't for me it, it made no sense yeah. because I don't think I, I didn't know any of the characters I, I knew of them but didn't know anything about them uh, but I did the same with her because I made her watch the Scrubs musical episode. And yeah, she watched also it going, fantastic. I, she watched well, it going, I have no idea what ha was happening here. I don't get the jokes. And then I eventually got her to watch right from the start. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to the musical episode, it was all funny because she knew what was happening. Um, yeah. Thank God for Disney Plus. Scrubs is on there <laughs> because I can't be bothered getting the DVDs out of the cupboard that we've got to put them in. And Stars the does it. I got them on DVD, could not be bothered taking them out. I was so happy when it was on Amazon. Um, and I also found out that Buffy is going to be on Disney Plus because Disney bought Fox. So I have started telling everybody that Buffy is now a Disney princess and I will be getting myself a crown. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Disney is just monopolising everything now. Have you been catching WandaVision at all? I mean, I know you've got like Harley Quinn, but are you into the Marvel side as well? 
I'm very much into the Marvel side, but I've been deliberately not watching it. I was waiting for all the episodes to come out and I'm going to binge it all in one go. I just wanted to sit and watch the entire thing through. So I haven't seen it yet, but I'm planning to watch it very soon. I can't say anything more about it then because it's just amazing. I've already, I already have to chastise uh, Emily Hayden to get to watch it because she was doing the same. She was like, oh, I'll wait. And I'll wait. I was like, no, <laughs> just <laughs> watch it. My it, son has been saying that I need to get it watched. Uh, he's 14 and he absolutely loved it. He's like, you need to you need to just sit down one day and just watch it. He's just, just do it. He's like, just cancel everything and watch it one day. I'm like, I will. I'll get to it. I will very soon. Uh, so as far as superheroes as Harley Quinn, is that your, your top tier or have you got any more favourites? Um, so I was a massive Batman fan uh, when I was younger, I still am. Um, we, like I was saying, the house is a bit like geek nirvana. We have comics, collectibles, like I am Batman mad. Um, we've got a ridiculous amount of the straight to DVD movies. Like, yeah, I was always obsessed with when I was younger, it's kind of that thing where, like, see, when you're younger, you kind of identify with Batman and he's the good guy and you love him. And then as you get older, you kind of start to sympathise more with the Joker and where he's coming from and why he is the way he is. So as I got older, I sort of um, started becoming more obsessed with, like, Harley Quinn, uh, the Joker, the bad guys rather than Batman himself. Um, I was obsessed. Um, I'm also... There's a few different sort of DC things that I absolutely love. So I've read a couple of the Lucifer comics, uh, the Suicide Squad comics. I've had a few of them. Um, just kind of generally anything comic book related, um, comic book movie related, I will give anything a go at least once and usually it all sticks. So so quite the Bat fan then. Uh, so who's your, who's your favourite Batman? Oh, that's hard. I really like Christian Bale as much as I think he's probably a get in real life. I think that he made a really good Batman because he made like quite a flawed Batman. He wasn't just um, a rich guy with an angry voice. Um, he was quite a flawed human being and I really like seeing that in the character. Uh, I'm, I'm always old school Keaton. Yep. Keaton. Keaton would be my second. Um, Clooney is really far down there on the like right down the list as much as I love George Clooney I just that performance was mm. uh, but was, was it his performance or bat nipples that kind of put you off a bit more see the bat nipples were like I couldn't concentrate in the acting it was just everybody was just walking about like that's not right <laughs> I mean to be fair it was it was that was one with Mr Freeze in it wasn't it yeah so you know it kind of worked in that way uh, I mean kind of Val Kilmer at the bottom I would actually put Val Kilmer slightly above Clooney. Slightly. Uh, who's, who's left then? Uh, ben Affleck. I actually like, like, so I would probably go Clooney last, then Keaton, uh, Affleck, I'm missing somebody, and then Bale. Who am I missing? Uh, oh, somebody else. Well, it's Robert Pattinson, but he hasn't actually had his Batman yet. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet. I'm interested to see what he does with it, though, because... A lot of people were very quick to dismiss him because he was in Twilight and Harry Potter and I don't think they can visualise it. But he is a good actor, so I'm interested to see what he does with it. tell you, he's still very young. He set himself up for life in a, in a Harry Potter yeah. franchise, a Twilight franchise, DC. Jesus. Yeah, Done he's right made some himself. very good choices. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so we've, we've covered Twitch, we've covered Batman in general. We'll, we'll swing back to wrestling for a moment then. Uh so as as far as as Scottish wrestling, you mentioned uh, Viper being being 
someone that you enjoy. I mean, especially with with the likes of of uh, Bobby's got quite a good network of, of girls and guys like Viper yeah. and what have you. Um, is she kind of your dream opponent, or have you got anyone in a in a kind of wish list that you wish to face? I think of so. I know that coming up with Pro 2, um, Pro 2 Championship Wrestling, that I might get the opportunity to wrestle Emily Hayden. I am really looking forward to that. I have been friends with Emily for a few years now and I have been following her career. And I really, really, I know like maybe uh, somebody higher up would be a different answer, but see for right now, I'm looking at short-term goals and I really want to wrestle Emily. I think that it would be a fantastic match. I think that we could entertain people and I think we'd have a lot of fun doing it. Um, so I'm really hoping that with Pro 2 Championship Wrestling that we get to do that. Um, For, we're both in, oh, sorry, what's it no, called again? Uh, the name's just gone completely out of my head. Uh, uh, Bell of the Brawl. Yep. Um, so there's myself, Rosie Knight, uh, Ashley Vega, uh, Angela, uh, no, sorry, Angel Hayes and Emily Hayden so far have been announced and I'm really hoping I get a chance to wrestle every single one of them. Um, yeah, for my money anyway, since, since this whole lockdown stuff began, Emily Hayden has just been the constant yeah. uh, during all this and uh, it's just yeah from promos from our just social media work it's just been incredible so even yeah. to, to jump on board with that for a minute would just be um, something else I mean I've got a, a chat with her coming out soon uh, this as of recording um, yeah it would be out by now by the time everyone hears this but um, yeah she's I would say as far as top tier wrestlers in Scotland right now be her I would say Sammy, obviously Sammy James always a yeah. personal favourite of mine, but and then Angel Hayes as well. I'd say is in there as your top three, I think, in the country. Yeah, I would also say about Molly Spartan as well. I really want to wrestle her one day. She's doing some great things right now as well. Yeah, I like the look of uh, there's a couple other ones on on the network as well. Boxy Malone, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Ellie Armstrong as well. She's looking pretty yep. interesting to watch as well. So um, we're we're in a very obviously it's a very bad time because nobody can wrestle and we're in a very weird position where we don't know what's coming back who's coming back when shows begin again but as far as as potential um there's a lot of it um, yes to come so pro two how i know that uh i've got again got an interview coming out with uh, logan storm which will be like a week before this one um and he was just pretty much just asking for CVs and get interest. So how did you get involved with, with Pro2? So um, Cameron has been quite a good friend with Bobby for quite a long time. And we've been really lucky that he's been in about the school for advice and general other things. And when he let us know that he was going to be starting up his own company, um, I immediately started looking at sorting out a CV that I could send along to him. Um, because I'd only had my debut in 2019 and then obviously with everything with COVID, um, I hadn't sent a CV out to anyone yet. I was wanting to get a few more matches under my belt with respect before I did. Um, but Bobby encouraged me. He's like, no, go for it. He's like, make your CV up. At least you've got it. Send it along to him, see what happens. And I was really lucky that Logan got back to me pretty quickly. Uh, sorry. Yeah. And um, basically said that I would be love to have you on board. This is really exciting. And told me what he was wanting to do with the character. And it all sounded like, something I really wanted to do so we took it from there and now I'm getting to compete in Bell of the Brawl so we'll see what happens. Yeah from, from a brief conversation with, with Logan he, he seems to as soon as he's caught a name or caught somebody he goes right I've got and he's got like I don't know 
16 shows worth of story for you straight yeah. away. Um, so he's definitely got a lot of passion and uh, it's uh, very interesting to see what they do because it's yeah, it's a bit of an unknown. They've announced so many people to, to be on the show. It's like, oh, it's a bit risky. <laughs> but... He's certainly he's got a plan. Which he's interest, so we'll see how it goes. People are talking about it. Everybody's sort of what's going to happen, who's going to be wrestling who. So I'll be I'm interested to see how it all goes and what it'll be like once we actually get back to be able to do shows and get bums in seats. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I think at the moment we're we're kind of the, of the opinion if it's going to be this year, it'll be galas and then it'll be yeah outdoors probably next year. spread out. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll soon see, of course, but things do change. I mean, by the time this comes out, it was what we April. We might have a bit of a clearer picture of what's happening with with, uh, with hopefully going outside and, and inter interacting with people again. Um, so short term goals, that's your that's your yes. mantra right now. Yes. Uh, but is, is there any overarching long term? Are you think at this stage or oh, maybe able to get onto NXT UK or would you want to go to Japan? Is it just anything that kind of like maybe? Yeah. Not, not immediate, but like just, just in the in the distance. Uh, yes. So pretty much, you hit the two nails on the head. Um, I want to be able to hopefully um, get to a level where I can travel. Um, I would love to be able to go to different countries, and maybe not even just Japan. Although Japan is the big one, like other than obviously trying to maybe get onto NXT uh, and maybe progress from there if I ever was lucky enough and got to a good enough level, um, which is literally like. Every time I go to the gym, which hasn't been for a while because COVID, cannot wait for the gyms to reopen. But um, every time I'm working out in the house, every time I go to the gym, my thing in my head is where do I want to be eventually? And it's, I'm aiming it. Like, I want to get as far as I possibly can. I don't even limit it by just saying I want to get to NXT or I want to get to Japan. I want to get as far as I can push myself, like as high up as I can get. If I can aim as high as The Rock, I'll go for it. I'll at least give it a try. If um, if I was ever lucky enough for it to happen, excellent. But I think if I just keep aiming for that and I keep putting it out into the universe, it's more likely to happen. So I genuinely just want to travel the world and make it as far as I possibly can. Yep, that's that's all you can do really. What's, what, what's the what's the phrase? Uh, shoot to the moon, and if you miss, you're in, in amongst the stars or something like that. Exactly. Um, got to go for it. Uh, some of our, our more random questions, I'll just uh, throw them out there at this stage because sometimes it can divide opinion. Uh, okay. What's your favourite dinosaur? Oh. And it could be anything, it could be weird. That's a difficult one. I'm trying to remember Triceratops. That's and the reason being, the reason being is because I loved the Land Before Time when I was younger. Uh, and uh, Sarah was my favourite. She was my favourite dinosaur of all of them. I liked Littlefoot, but. Triceratops was, yeah, that was my favourite. See, Triceratops seems to pop up a lot. A lot of them due to Power Rangers. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've had some crackers so far. Turkey Dinosaur still, I will say every episode is my favourite <laughs> because it's the best answer I've ever gotten. That is amazing. But it's, yeah, Harmony Sky, brilliant. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll always get a mention in this podcast for that answer alone. Yeah. And uh, the other question, which we've just started a couple of weeks ago, thanks to Looking Sharp, what would we want in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? One cow. So the reason I'm saying that is I'm from a rural area anyway, um, but I also used to be a butcher, so I'm very intimately um, well like versed with cows, sheep, pigs a lot. And uh, 
that cow decides to sit on either of them, that cow's winning. See, you say that, but uh, Logan, well, I, I, I'm in the camp of two sheep, but uh, Logan Storm said he was a butcher. Yep. And he said two sheep. Because really? if, they, if they rammed, their spines uh, lock. So if they rammed into the cow, uh, they wouldn't budge. The, the cow would. But. I mean, the cow would budge, but the cow's less likely to die than the sheep are if landed on. True. That's I'm, I'm my kind of view on it. I'm still going for two sheep, coercing a, a, a cow up some steps and pushing it off or something. Don't know how yeah. it'll happen, but I'm going for it. Yeah, uh, taking their mental factors into account. Exactly. Um, We'll never find out. I'll never want to find out. Hopefully we won't, yeah. No, that's, that's a TikTok video I don't want to watch. I'll be Definitely curious, not. but don't want to watch it. <laughs> um, so as far as, as indie wrestling, you said you did SWA before uh, yep. you started training. Uh, when you started with respect, were you able to get to other shows, help out, do some crew work, whatever? Um, was there any places that you were able to get to? Uh, yes, I've actually been to quite a few places. I've been, again, I'm in a really, really brilliant position that because Bobby is hired on shows, um, I'll generally, if there's room in the car, tag along and I will offer to help with the ring, offer to do music, offer to do literally anything the promoter needs, um, security, anything, um, because I feel like the best way for me to be seen and show what I can do without actually being in a ring is going along and showing that promoter that I can work for them no matter what, as hard as they need me to. I will literally be there and I have got the skills to be able to do whatever they need me to do on a show it doesn't necessarily have to be wrestling I will literally help with anything they've got um so I've managed to get to um I'm trying to think of the names now my brain has just gone completely blank so I've been up um I've helped with Source Fierce Females um W3L I got to help with Mike Musso's company which was I've helped a few times and that was such a privilege to be able to work with them and um, help with some filming some music and other stuff um, I've also been down south with Bobby a few times. Um, we also helped with uh, Reckless Intent a couple of times. Is that yeah? Um, and there's a promotion, Full Tilt, uh, Full Tilt Wrestling down in Newcastle as well. So, is, is there any of those companies that well, obviously now now they know your face? Um, is there any, it just is that just places you want to get to, or is there any other companies in mind that you want to try and pick off in Scotland or England? So this is kind of a similar answer to where do I want to go career-wise. I literally want to apply to everyone. I want to try and give myself as many opportunities as possible and be seen as much as possible all over the UK. So I will be applying to as many different companies as possible. Um, I was actually going to ask on my Ruby Roberts page um, in the next few months, is there anywhere that people would like me to see me go? Uh, is there anywhere that people would recommend that I apply? Um, because... I've already got a list of companies that I'm already aware of, but I know that's probably 10 times more that I haven't heard of. Um, so just as many suggestions as possible would be fantastic so that I could then apply to as many as possible. That's the thing. It's it's a weird thing because Scotland and well, Scotland itself is quite saturated with companies, but they're, they're being quite, it's been quite, generally, it's, it's quite easy to navigate them. They don't run it the same in the same yeah. areas at the same time. In general, sometimes there's exceptions to the rule, um, yeah. but yeah, there's there's plenty of places. fierce females. Of course, I would I would put near the top. That seems to be a, a yeah. kind of if you're going to be a, a a female in wrestling, you, yep. that's a place you got to try and pass through at least once in a yeah. lifetime. Um, and of course, Emily Hayden being a, a dream opponent of yours. I mean, she's not technically employed by fierce females. I'll say that now, just in case they come back to me and say that that match will never happen, but. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely a place that Discovery is in our company that's close to my heart. I think that's 
um, yeah. a go-to. You get you get folk like Martina uh, coming yeah. through there as well. I've uh, I've watched. I've been keeping a wee eye on Discovery. Um, I know that uh, Theodorus has been working for them quite a lot. I've been keeping track of what he's been doing. It's been really interesting to see what he's been doing more of late. Um, I'm planning to apply for them, um, but I think I'm going to wait till I've got a few more matches under my belt and then I'm going to apply for them because I also don't want to apply to too many companies too early on and then possibly throw myself into a situation I'm not quite ready for. So I'm just kind of feeling out as I go along and starting to apply for more and more once I've got the matches and once I've got things that I can put into a reel and show to companies, I can actually be like, this is me wrestling, this is Ruby Roberts, this is what I do, here you go. That's, yeah, that's a fantastic way to look at it. I mean, I've uh, tried to keep an eye on things like CVs because Looking Sharp's got his online dojo. Um, yeah. And uh, he, he was very proponent of, of CVs. But then you had guys like uh, TJ Rage popped into the chat today as of mm-hmm. recording. And he was saying he doesn't look at that stuff, but. So it's, it's, it's trying to work towards the promoters, but kind of what they would go for. Photos are real. Uh, yeah. And obviously... He, don't discuss the rate to pay and all that kind of stuff until later. That's that's uh, other yeah, things. Yeah, there's but... an etiquette to the whole thing that I'm still feeling out. I'm, again, I know I keep saying it, but I'm real lucky that I've got Bobby there because he is a promoter, so I can pick his brain. I've also got Logan there. I can pick his brain. Um, everybody's really open to answering questions. So when I'm trying to feel these things out and work out with the etiquette of contacting a promoter I don't know is, um, they've been brilliant and giving me advice and telling me the sort of do's and don'ts um, so I don't accidentally offend anybody or accidentally strobe anybody off or um, say something I shouldn't. That's the thing with uh, Pro 2 coming up. I mean, again, speaking to Logan, of course, he's got himself, he's got Bobby on the shows, he's got uh, Kiger, uh, yes. Luke King Sharp, who just joined the Respect team uh, for their training. Yep. Uh, he's, they've got uh, TJ Rage, of course, Pro Wrestling Scotland. He's tried to get people from up in uh, WrestleZone. He, Tried to get Scotty Swift, but um, they're wanting to kind of concentrate on WrestleZone once everything comes back. So he's he's created a a pool of of opportunity. Even though the shows haven't started yet, he's still created a pool of opportunity for yourself or for anyone to kind of dive into, Um, which is, yeah, it's making, it's weird now wrestling coming back. You're you're sitting there going, oh, there's so many bad things that have happened, but there's so much opportunity available. When, when things come back, it's... Yeah, it's that is one thing that I'm looking forward to after after all of this. For someone like me who has their whole career ahead of them, there's so many opportunities opening up, well, potentially opening up, because there's suddenly going to be people needing to run shows. Nobody's been pulling in money for the last wee while, so a talent that maybe doesn't quite cost as much is probably going to get a bit more of a, a showing um, for just now, uh, which would be excellent because I want to try and get my face out there as much as possible. As soon as we get going, as the starting pistol goes, I want to just run at it. And I think everyone else in my position is the exact same. We all want to just get back to training, back to wrestling, just straight into it. And thankfully, Logan's created, Logan and uh, Bobby as well, because his thing's always been to try and have a really good mix of workers and experienced talent and bringing new people up through, through it as well. So I think there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity there between the two of them and the other promotions in Scotland who are probably going to be doing the same thing um, for people like me to get the opportunities to wrestle in front of people. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely in agreement with that. Um, so as of now, you do the Twitch stuff, doing the TikTok as well. Uh, what else is keeping you busy? 
Um, so during all of this, I have been working as well. Um, I actually started, uh, I used to be a chef as well as a butcher. And I was offered the position to be able to make tablet for a small company called The Finnick Pantry. Nice. Yeah. Um, they work out of uh, Dorai, North Ayrshire. And I'm not just tooting my own horn because I make it as well, um, but it's like fantastic tablet. It's made from like all Scottish re like natural recipes. So it's not getting any of your like additives or cornstarch or corn syrup or anything in it. It's like proper, like your granny used to make tablet. Um, and that's what I've been doing uh, outside of, the various projects that I've been doing to keep in touch with wrestling is basically just working and selling for them. Sweet. Um, I think anyone who's just watched this video episode, as soon as you mentioned Tablet, I've just went from, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Tablet. I had it. No it, was, it was part of my uh, wedding favours. It was homemade Tablet. Same. The best. Um, we have loads. We have almost too much left over, if, if that was at all possible. But Who did we? Oh, the best. <laughs> Um, there, we have whiskey was the other thing, and I don't drink whiskey, so it was kind of like, give me a tablet, I don't care. <laughs> Everyone else can have the whiskey. You can I think personally, I would have taken the whiskey. I'm uh, yeah, I enjoy a good whiskey, but um, yeah, we were the exact same. It was actually the Finnick Pantry. Um, when I was with my ex partner, we had a wedding, um, it was the Finnick Pantry that did the tablet for it. And when I got the opportunity to work for them, I was just like, yes, because I remember that stuff was amazing. <laughs> I need to know how to make that. <laughs> Um, oh, but sorry, I also, I forgot to say, while I've been doing that, I've also been taking the LKS dojo classes with Blue King Sharp. Um, we actually had a class last night, which was fantastic. It was Selena De La Renta. Um, and it was, she covered everything from character, uh, research, looking into what you can do to make yourself different and um, eye-catching to promoters. Uh, she talks about commentating and everything else and how to structure your CV and what she's done to... Um, get where she is in her career just now um, and those classes have been fantastic it's been such a good way to still keep in touch with what's happening in wrestling still learn even though we can't get into the gyms just now it's, it's guestless insane I mean the, the one I I, I, I was in the I, I'm trying to go into the free ones because I mean as much as it, it would benefit me to listen to all these guys there's I'm not wrestling, so there's little yeah. point. So I'll jump into the free ones when I can. So I listened to Krieger's one, and that was... It was weird, because I watched uh, Slammiverse for 2005, like mm -hmm. the day after, and it was a tag team match, AMW, against uh, Three Life Crew. And after that seminar with Krieger, I was watching it going, huh, yeah. that's what he's talking about. And they were doing all these little things that you didn't think about at the time. Um, so as of recording, of course... It's just been uh, the Celia Dallara into one that's, that's mm -hmm. can just come out. But of course, he's got a weird but amazing mix of people as well. He's got a uh, buffer from yeah. uh, China. Well, he just works in Asia primarily. Uh, mm -hmm. was, was it Just Incredible? Yes. Bull James mm -hmm. uh, and Hector Guerrero. Yeah, it's um, an amazing mix of people to learn off of. And I think because Lou's been all over the world and he's wrestled literally everywhere, he's gotten some fantastic contacts and he's some amazing networking. And thankfully, we're all now getting the benefit of that because he's been kind enough to share what he's learned and the people he's networked with, with us. Yeah, I mean, if, if I've learned anything from just watching that and watching what he does is networking is just, you have to do it now. It's, there's no, there's no room for, Especially after obviously last year, there's no room for for uh, playing favourites or being biased one way or another. It's more of a case of 
we, if we want to get back onto shows, if you want to work anywhere, you've got to at least play nice, whether yep. you like them or not. It's a different matter, but you've got to at least for that three hours you're in that building. Yeah, you got to play nice and network, get some contacts, and and he certainly built quite a a, a black book of of people. Because yeah. when I was speaking to him for for my chat with him, uh, which is uh, coming out soon uh, as of recording, which I'll always say because because this goes on Patreon as well, so I guess even more yeah. confusing with my head with timelines. Um, yeah, he's he's just like you say, he's, he's worked everywhere and everyone and he's got he's, he's always kind of picked something out from them everywhere um yeah so it's, it's like you're coming into the right time you, you've you've you're almost just coming into the point where there was infighting and he said she said and all that yeah. jazz when you started at source not saying source did that but just in general in wrestling and you're coming into a point now where everyone is trying to help everyone which can only be yeah. beneficial to yourself that is the thing. In the very short time that I have been training and that I have been around wrestling, I have noticed that there has been a massive change for the positive. People are encouraging each other instead of tearing each other down. People are sticking together. Women are backing each other up instead of fighting for jobs. Like all of the whole scene seems to be working cohesively now so that everybody's getting the opportunities and nobody's really backstabbing each other, which I'm not saying that's what was happening before. I'm just saying it's not happening um i've been really lucky that i've never really been involved in anything um i've kind of just went and trained in my wee corner where respect is and just kept quite quiet um but generally i've gotten on with everybody i've come into contact with i've never really had an issue with anyone so i've been quite lucky in that respect yeah that, that's and that's the way it should be i mean uh, it's just we, we don't want the repeat of 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 anything that that scale again so it's best to even if if you do have an issue with someone it doesn't have to be public which is which is the yeah the way i've always looked at it is at the end of the day wrestling is a business and it should be treated as such um if i have a fallen out with somebody in my work uh like an actual official proper paying monthly job i can't go in there and basically just act however i want if i've fallen out with someone i have to go in there and i have to do my job i have to do it professionally and i have to represent the company that i am working for and it's the exact same for wrestling if i'm going into a company i'm representing that company the entire time i'm there and i will be professional courteous and do as i'm told because that's what you should do it is a job at the end of the day it is a business absolutely um, right, so I've taken about an hour of your time, so all I'll do is we'll do the social media bits. And okay. I'm just double checking my notes just to make sure I have not forgotten anything obvious. But um, I've, I've asked important questions like dinosaurs and sheep and cows, so that's, yeah. that's, that's at least them ticked off. And uh, um, yeah, I think we pretty much got what I wanted. But I'm sure I'll, as soon as we end the call uh, or as soon as I put end meeting, I'll think. Should have asked something about that, but you know that's just, just leaves they room for a part two. Anything. Leaves room for a part two as well, so we could do that. Uh, but yeah, where can people find you on social media? Okay, so Facebook, I'm just under Ruby Roberts, spelled R U B I R O B E R T S. Can't spell my own name at the moment. Um, Instagram, it's Ruby underscore Roberts underscore Wrestler, and um, Twitter, if you just search for Ruby Roberts, because it's Ruby. R and a bunch of letters because uh, numbers even because it wouldn't let me um it wouldn't let me just put Ruby Roberts one. Yeah, that oh, did, ter- did, did terrify me when I looked at your handle thinking what? 
I am currently trying to fix it. I'm debating just nuking that and starting a new one and trying to sort the name out, to be honest. Um, I haven't been using Twitter as much. I'm working on it. I'm learning. I'm I'm nearly 30. I'm still having to work out the Twitter. Um, but we I like also that you have called it the Twitter. Sorry, the that, Twitter. that speaks to me very highly. <laughs> Everything's the... This goes on the YouTube. Uh, oh, I do think it's funny, though, when you get people going, the wrestling... Like, no, 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 it's wrestling. It's not the wrestling, it's just just wrestling. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm ranting. Uh, and we also have TikTok, um, which is just Ruby Roberts Zero. It's all spelled R-U-B-I and then Roberts. And um, we have the Twitch channel, which I did earlier, but I'll do it again, is twitch.tv forward slash Bobby Roberts, RPW, all one word. Uh, just the final question, I know just uh, the final bit's usually social media, but just final question. If you could uh, go back and tell yourself back in 2011 when you started, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Don't give up. It's going to get really hard and it's going to put you to the point where you're testing every single limit you've got, but keep at it because it is the most rewarding thing that you have done and is just a light in your life every single day. So keep trying, keep going, don't let anything stop you. Perfect. Well, well, a motivational quote to end the, end the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show.